Hello, and welcome to Connected by Life. I'm your host, Sean Paul Harrison. Connected by Life was created to have engaging conversations about important topics that impact physicians and our clinical stakeholders in regards to organ and tissue donation and transplantation. today's episode, we're going to be talking about physicians' experience with donation and how it impacts their life personally and professionally. Joining us again is Dr. Juan Sullivan from Christus St. Francis Cabrini. He is a critical care physician with over 20 years of experience. He is going to share a unique perspective as a physician and an organ donor. He donated his kidney to his father. So, Dr. Sullivan, thank you for joining me back on this episode. Oh, you're welcome. So, I know in the, the first episode, we talked about your personal experience with donation and giving the gift of a kidney to your father and the impact that that had on you, both personally and professionally. As I mentioned before, I've, I've talked about how many people, whether it was families, colleagues, or healthcare workers uh, that have experienced time with you, have talked about you just being engaging and, and relatable, but also as, as a natural teacher. And one of the things that you spoke about in the previous episode was the fact of being able to make sure and communicating with the family, the understanding uh, whenever you're doing the testing, uh, when a patient is potentially brain dead. Can you speak a little bit more about that? So, yeah, I, I tried to be as sensitive and as simple as possible in explaining the process of determining brain death, which is the initial step to evaluating a a patient for organ donation, you have to understand the, the level of understanding of your, your families. It makes a big difference if you can speak at their level, no matter what that level is. Some families can understand more. Uh, I've worked with families who have medically trained family members in the group, but I've also worked with family members who have very limited understanding. And so the best way to communicate is at the level uh, that you determine their understanding is at. And that's uh, something I've learned over the years, uh, being able to uh, address that. And there are also certain personality types uh, that, you know, you modify the way you speak to them based on their personality types. But that's the whole different discussion there. The main thing I want to project is, is is trust as a doctor taking care of their loved one uh that's something that will that takes time and it, you know this process of determination of brain death doesn't happen immediately usually it, it takes a while for us to to make that determination when the, when the patient is ready for that determination and during that time i'm having constant conversation and interaction with the family members, developing or gaining their trust. The last thing you want to occur is for them to mistrust you, and then there's no bonding between you and your family. Most successful conversations require a degree of trust, uh, which will take time. And so that's my first uh, goal when when I deal with patients of uh, potential organ donors. And it's something so important, Dr. Sullivan, is you talking about trust. You know, in our previous episode, you talked about those conversations once you've determined that a patient, you know, was dead or a family wanted to withdraw care. 
and then the family advocate, the Lopa family advocate, comes in and speaks to them. It's it's because of you know decoupling those two conversations so that they do understand, you know, and that's also a big part of the communication with that family advocate and you and determining where that family's at and the appropriateness of that conversation and when it's to be had. Because that's also something that they're really doing is that family advocate is building trust with you and also with that family after your conversation. Yeah, the other difficult part of that conversation is when you break the news to the family that their loved one is dead. I don't speak in ambiguous terms. I tell them exactly the way it is that I'm sorry to say that your loved one has passed and the machines are keeping him alive. Because if you say that, use terms like he's in a coma or he's in a persistent vegetative state or he's he's unconscious, unresponsive, those are really very ambiguous terms. But most people understand death. You know, it rings hard and true in their hearts and uh, and there's a, a release more of like a, a release of, of responsibility on their part. Uh, so I think that's important in, in the discussion, which will segue into the discussion with the uh, Lopa family advocate that follows after that. Well, and I can't even imagine that, you know, having to have those conversations that you all do. And I think also it's important for us to recognize that it's also a loss for you. Yes. And how that it can impact you all. So, you know, supporting the family, um, you know, is is so important, but also making sure that we're able to support you all during that process as well. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'd like to ask you is to, is can you share how you feel donation is a continuum of care for a family experiencing loss and the lives that can be saved? Yeah. So uh, after uh, the decision has been made to make this patient an organ donor, the care does not stop. It's it's actually now we're looking to protect this patient and his organs, his or hers or her organs, for the many other uh, patients that are could potentially receive the organs. And that's also important to uh, communicate to the family. Now we're looking at not just the patient's life, but the life of many others. And many others are counting on us to provide that uh, support. So when you do have a family that is authorized donation and they're able to save the lives of others, how have you seen that impact that donor family? There are, there are, different, um, there are different responses that I've seen. Some uh, consider it more time to spend with them, with their family, their loved one. Others seem relieved that no longer have to make difficult decisions, and it takes the load off them. So it just depends on, on the level of understanding, which is where I feel that the LOPA family advocate's role is, is to go through the process of organ donation and explain to the family members what's happening regularly so that they're aware of what's going on, and that really helps the family members. But uh, reactions I've seen are, are, you know, one or or the other of those um, reactions. And I was just curious as, you know, someone that's involved in the donation process, and then also as yourself as a, as a donor family, you know, I know that you all do a lot of things during the process to, to honor that hero. And, uh, you know, I know that you also have donation events to, to honor these heroes throughout the year. 
And I hope that you all as, as a physician and his staff uh, are continually reminded on the impact that you all have. Yes, uh, that's true. Uh, so uh, every year there's a invitation that goes out to families of uh, organ donors to recognize their loved ones who have given up their organs for donation. And that invitation goes out to these family members. We have a wall where the pictures of the organ donors are placed to honor them. And that's, I think, also important to know that their life has meant something for someone else. Yeah, that wall was very special because I know that it was one of the first that was created in the state of Louisiana. And I know that you've been an integral part of of that coming to pass. So that's beautiful. Thank you. So the last thing I'll leave you with, Doc, is, is as a physician champion or an advocate, um, and you had to share with other physicians and healthcare workers and people listening, you know, to this podcast. What would you remind them of their impact on families experiencing loss and the impact of donation in and of itself? The role I play, I've not had any other physicians uh, go against or speak against uh, what we do here. But uh, my advice would be to remind them of the potential to save other lives, multiple other lives from the life of one and turning a tragedy into a a triumph, a saved life for many other people. And that's something that us in the medical community understand uh, because we, we save lives. I mean, we, that's what we do. And if they cannot make that connection, it's not, you're not losing the life of someone or allowing someone to die. You're, providing an opportunity for many others to live longer, meaningful lives. And that connection should click with members of the medical community. Well, Dr. Sullivan, it has truly been a pleasure for you to come and and provide both your personal and professional insights that are inspiring and impacting the lives of others. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening and being someone that cares about organ and tissue donation. Remember, you can register as an organ, eye, and tissue donor at any time at registerme.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Connected by Life on your favorite podcast app. Remember, you're a light worker. Keep shining. This is a production of LOPA. The content in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and not intended to substitute for professional medical advice. To read our full disclaimer, please visit our website. The Connected by Life podcast is hosted by myself, Sean Paul Harrison. Our executive producer is Kirsten Heinz. Our production assistant is Chandra Williams, and we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.